Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone. Glad to see you all on the ACB membership focus call. Tonight's topic is going to be how can we reach people who are uncomfortable or not able to use technology. And I've got several members of my membership committee who have volunteered to step up and share some things to remember. First on the list, we have Allison Smitherman from Mississippi. Go, Allison. Thank you, Artis. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, there are several things you can do to uh, help people uh, become more comfortable with technology. And uh, some of the things we can do is to hold classes on how to use the newer technologies. Uh, one of those being uh, you can teach Zoom commands for those using a landline or a smartphone. Uh, and this might encourage uh, members to join calls. Or you, uh, some of our affiliates have held classes on using the iPhone to assist new users with the easiest uh, gestures for certain functions. Uh, and you can do these one-on-one, -on -one. you can do these, uh, you know, a larger group, uh, virtual or in person. Uh, I know our, uh, one of our chapters did one uh, in, in person back before COVID. Uh, so anyway, that's a, a good way. And then, of course, everybody knows about the community calls, and, and many of us enjoy these. Uh, you can pretty much find a topic that uh, will interest you. Just, you know, uh, look on that schedule, and if you're not getting the schedule, you can subscribe to it by going to ACB, oh, this is a very long link, but you can also go to a community at acb.org and they can get you on. Or you can go to acb-community-events plus subscribe at acb acblists.org and uh, get on. But if you're not, uh, if, if you don't want to use a computer, uh, you can join by a landline or smartphone. And those without email can access the information by phone by dialing 1-800-424-8666 and follow the prompts. So those are just some ways of, let's see. Yeah, that's, that's all I have, Artis. Okay, thank you. Next, we'll go to Peggy Garrett from Texas. There are a lot of, uh, of our members who have issues or who just are not comfortable with uh, using technology. And sometimes it, it presents challenges even with me because I'm not a very tech savvy person either, but there are some things that we can do to make sure that our members are staying informed because when they're informed, they can be involved. And one of the things that we've done that's really easy and it's low cost, and that is to do three-way calling, where you could use your phone to get on a conference call and then switch over to another line and bring a second person in. 
that way, if the person say maybe they didn't have long distance or they just had issues with trying to get all of the numbers in, because it can be very challenging sometimes to try to get all of the numbers in in the prescribed time to, to get into the call. So that, that's a, an easy, easy fix to uh, help get some of our members in. And then one of the things that we've also done is to do, I call it Zoom to phone, where you would get on your phone, get on Zoom, and then get on your phone and call another person. Dial that person in, put them on speaker so that they can listen to the presentation or whatever the session is on, on Zoom, through your Zoom. They can also communicate, they can ask questions, they can share information, and it's at no cost to them again. Because there again, Zoom can be challenging. And you know, we've been doing Zoom now for gosh, over a year. But there's still times, case in point, a few minutes ago, I was talking fine before you called my name. Then all of a sudden, I couldn't unmute myself. So it can be challenging, even for those of us who are familiar with it. But for folks who, who aren't, it, it's, it can be doubly challenging to, to get involved. So we want to get our folks involved, but it's easy to just dial someone, bring them in on Zoom. And it's like, if you don't, sometimes if, 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 the, if you have a clear enough system they can even tell that the person is not on, not on Zoom talking through the phone. If you have the phone placed correctly close to, uh, to your computer or tablet or whatever you're, you're using for Zoom. And then another way that, that we've also used is uh, phone trees to keep people informed. And, and there are a lot of different ways you can do that. But the easiest way is, well, one of the things that we do is we have a telephone committee. And how our committee works is our chairperson would make assignments to uh, the people on the committee, split up the, the roster, say maybe one person would have A through F and, and you know, whatever that way. And folks would just call to share the information. It can be something as simple as your monthly meeting. It could be a special event that's coming up. Uh, there are times when we have to make uh, legislative calls to respond to things that are happening and, and the time is limited. It's very limited. You may have a 24 hour turnaround period to actually get those calls done. So that phone tree can make a, a big difference where you get the information to the committee chair, that person will get the information to the various committee members and within a day or less than a day, that information could be disseminated to members in whatever format they prefer. Some people may want to email, some may want text, some may prefer a telephone call, but it's a very inexpensive, but very efficient and effective way to get that information out to our members. And one thing that was pointed out to me earlier today is that a lot of people who may not do Zoom or may not be, may not be comfortable trying to get conference calls done, but also are on Facebook or some other form of social media, so that is another way to get your information out to make sure that we keep our members informed of what's going on, what upcoming events. And even in the case, like say for example, this winter, we had a, a severe winter storm here in Texas. And that was a way that our tree, our phone tree was able to get information out by making phone calls, calling people, emailing, just texting to make sure that, that everybody was okay and that we were keeping in contact, making them aware of what kinds of resources were available uh, so that they would just stay informed and take advantage of everything that and get their needs met in a timely manner. That's all I have, artists. 
Hey, thank you, Peggy. Okay, next we have Danette Dixon from Washington oh, State. Yes, well, thank you, Artis. Say, um, I would like to talk a little bit about um, conference lines. I, I have looked at three of them, nocostconference.com and freeconference.com and free conference pro there would still need to be a host who would who would be able to like go on the web and see who's there and the the part the attendees would just dial in on a phone number there'd be a phone number and then there'd be an access code some people might have a little difficult with the with the access code too but but it is really simple you're able to mute and unmute and you're able to record and then get to the like a month or so later, get to the recording. <clears throat> they, they will save all the recordings for you and they will, um, it's unlimited recording time. And all three of those, the no cost conference line, freeconference.com and free conference pro are basically all the same thing. You, you don't have to pay for them. Even the host doesn't pay for them. And you're able to connect with anybody, connect with as many people as you would like to. And, and you're, you're able to like mute the attendees, but have the speaker <clears throat> stay unmuted. Even for Q&A, the, attend the attendees would be able to <clears throat> mute themselves or the host would be able to mute them. And it's, it works really well for, for us. I, I've done noconference.com. So, so I've used that, that one. I haven't used the other two. I mean, I haven't been a host for the other two, but, but I've looked at them and they all three seem to be the same thing. And there is like for better quality, there is a fee if you, one of them will take donations. The other one, there's a fee if you want to. And some people are more, familiar with with um putting in a phone number and then an access code and then th they you could still like add do a three-way with that too but but yeah that's about all that i had thank you artists hey <clears throat> thank you Jeanette. next we'll go to cassandra jesse from florida well, good evening everybody um my name is cassandra so I was looking at the 1-800 numbers and um, as the net was saying, we in Florida usually use the free conference call, but I want to look at 1-800 numbers um, because sometimes when you're doing those conference calls, um, if you use certain phone companies, they will charge you. So what I found out um, through research and some other people that um, if you use the 1-800 number, the club could pay a fee. It's, it's probably like two cents a minute or something like that. Um, and then what happens is um, I would be able to, or Sheila would be able to call in and it wouldn't cost her anything, no matter what carrier she had and, and be able to access the information um, that your chapter was um, disseminating. So you would be able to, you know, get the schedule when the meetings are, and you probably be able to listen to meetings, um, listening to other um, things that may be going on in your community calendar or events and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, if you're a smaller chapter, um, that may be a little cheaper than some of the other 
you know, Zoom might cost like a hundred and something, you know, a year. Um, and so you want to look at your budget and, and just kind of see what's your best practice. Um, but for that particular one, for the 1-800, um, that would be something that you might want to look at um, to help disseminate all of your information, chapter meetings, and your events. Thank you, artists. Okay, thank you. Next, we're going to go to Alan Peterson from North Dakota. Thank you, artists. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Braille and large print. Uh, don't forget Braille and large print. Uh, we can use snail mail to pr um, print out messages to our members and to people who have interest in our organization. So, so snail mail still works and we can use Braille and large print and uh, we can use a free, free matter for the blind to, to uh, disseminate our information in that manner. Um, I, uh, I also facilitate a, a support group here in Fargo, the Fargo area. And a lot of, in, in a few instances, um, I've had family members who uh, have been involved and they have transmitted information to their family members who um, don't use technology. So that's, that's a manner in which to uh, disseminate information to people who have sight loss as well. Also, um, you can uh, transmit or, or send uh, your, your newsletters in various formats uh, to um, each, each uh, person can, can get their newsletter in the format of their choice. So that's another great way of disseminating information about your group. And so, um, that's about all I have there, artists, on this topic. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Okay, next we'll go to Ray. And Ray is from Illinois. Thank you. Thanks, artists. Um, so um, I'm president of ACB Lions. I want to talk about a couple of things that um, we're doing uh, to try to make sure that people who don't aren't as comfortable with technology and, and that are able to um, uh, be able to um, access information. One is that in ACB Lions, we're, um, we haven't got it totally up yet. We're setting up a Fillmore line. Uh, Fillmore uh, Communications been around for a few years and they have, uh, you can call in and I don't remember if it's toll free or not, but you can have uh, different information on that line. So anybody with a telephone would be able to call in and access, um, you know, whatever information that we want to, uh, to put on that line. Um, so you can have, um, you know, different, uh, different information uh, up there and, 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 and that so that anybody can access it. Um, a second thing that um, we've done in ACB Lions is that we have uh, a couple of members who they they have telephones and everything, but the, the hang up seems to be the Zoom IDs. They're long, and sometimes it's yeah. just for hard for people to you know type in that punch in that many digits. And so what we've done is, um, at least for one of our members, we have. Uh, uh, said him, he's got someone who will do a three-way call. I think this was mentioned earlier. And so um, he, he can, you know, th that person will call him and then call into the uh, call, conference call. And 
dial in for him so that if he wants to uh, make any comments or anything like that, uh, that person can help facilitate some of the uh, muting and unmuting and raising hands and all that uh, kind of thing. And then the third thing that I wanted to mention was um, with Zoom, one of the things you can do, if you have a, if you have a regular meeting at a you know, scheduled date and time, you can make that a recurring meeting in Zoom. And the advantage of doing that is that you get the same ID uh, all the, you know, for all the meetings so that all that uh, your mm -hmm. attendees would need to, to know is that one ID. So once you set that up, you can provide the ID in uh, various formats, braille, large print, uh, online, and then your members would be able to use that, that ID to, to uh, access the, uh, the meeting that you have, that you're having. And one thing about the recurring meetings is say that you have a recurring meeting scheduled for 1230, 1230 on a Saturday afternoon. Um, but there's a meeting that some that some group in your organization wants to have that starts at 11. Well, that ID is already set up and it's already set up for you. There's no reason you can't dial into that ID early and use that. Um, we just did that recently with uh, one of our chapters in our state and uh, it worked out very well. People knew what the, <laughs> the code was and were able to get in. Uh, and then the last thing I'd mention are phone freeze. Uh, I was kind of mentioned earlier so that if you have information like about upcoming meetings or upcoming events within your chapters or affiliates, um, just a good old telephone, uh, just, you know, have people, you know, have a calling committee and people can call people and they can, uh, they can, uh, you know, disseminate the information to them over the phone. And that, by the way, is a really good place to put people who, maybe have difficulty getting to meetings, but who are you know, wanting to be involved and, um, and stuff like that. And it makes them feel good and, you know, feel that they're a part of the organization. So there's just a couple of ways I think that we can uh, make sure that we always include all of our members. Oh, thanks, Ray. You bet. I wanted to make a comment on a couple of items. I know on one of the things that comes up about conference calls sometimes is the cost when you're using a landline to do any type of conference calls. If you do not have a plan that covers unlimited calling, then you do get charged uh, for the time you're on the call. And I know some chapters volunteer to cover any of their members who want to participate on calls but can't afford the conference call expense. And so that's something your uh, chapter could consider doing. Another thing with phone trees, you can also purchase the service of an automatic phone tree company where you put the message on the line and it electronically sends that information to a list of callers. Now, some people feel that that's a little less um, intimate. It, it's, you know, it's, it's like a, a, a telemarketer basically, but as long as your members are aware that you're doing it, it, it shouldn't be an issue. Especially if you say you're gonna do it at a certain time of the week or a month or whatever. 
and there's a way that it can show that that's what it's coming from. I'm not, I've not used them, so I'm not sure if it has a, when it does the caller ID, if it has a specific um, thing that it shows up so that, you know, when you reach somebody that they would know about it. Another um, question that sometimes comes up is when you three-way people in, whether they can hear or not. But most of the people I know that have been on three ways, it hasn't been an issue. Uh, does anyone know of any um, email that you can get by phone? There used to be systems, but I have not lately heard of any systems. So if anyone on the call is aware of any of those two, that would be um, helpful to people. Sharon has her hand raised. Go ahead, Sharon. Hi, um, I do believe, I do believe that Fillmore, um, which, which Ray was mentioning, still does a, um, a phone, email by phone. But the last I checked it, it was very, very clunky. So every time you wanted to send a message, it was like the old texting, ABC was two, DEF was four. So I don't know that many people that have it actually. Um, I would like to say though, with regard to Fillmore, that it is not an 800 number. We have a box um, for Bay State Council of the Blind, and we put a lot of material up there that people can listen to, but it is not toll free. Hey, thank you. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, um, the phone tree is a wonderful idea. Thank you all for mentioning that. The other thing is um, one of those services is called Call Multiplier. And um, I've looked into it a little bit um, for my building here. I'm in a large apartment building and you don't have to have um, a prescribed number of messages a month. You can sort of pay as you go. And it looks like it's pretty reasonable. So, um, and they were very friendly on the phone when I called. So um, I wonder if that's the one that, that um, Cassandra was mentioning. I'm not sure. Thank you. Okay, thank you. If there is anyone that would like to make a comment, add any thoughts that you have, or if you have any questions about any of the things we've mentioned, please do raise your hand and we'd be happy to have Desi let us know that you've got your hand raised. Alan has his hand raised. Yes, uh, I forgot to mention on Free Matter for the Blind, you, you shouldn't seal the envelope. It should be, it should be unsealed you know, so they can if they want to check the, what's in the mail uh, to make sure that you're uh, doing it the right way. Uh, so they can, the post office can check to make sure you're legal with them. So, and I, I forgot to say something about postcards. You, postcards are often used uh, to remind people about uh, important events that are coming up too. So we can, we can use that means uh, of, uh, I, notifying people about events that we think are very important that they shouldn't miss. Thank you. And if, if people are not aware, in order to be free matter, you do have to have a minimum of 14 um, type font size. Right. Although most blind people, majority of blind people, they say that using 18 font is actually better. It'll reach a lot more uh, blind people than a 14 size font will. Okay, and Doug Hall has his hand raised. Hi there. I have two things quickly I want to mention. Uh, I'd like to expand on what 
um, Cassandra said, the free conference call 800 number is two cents per minute times the number of callers. So if you have a oh. two hour meeting and 10 people, it's going to cost you $2.40 for each caller. So a total of twenty four dollars for the for that for that meeting. So it can be expensive. It's a small group. It could actually be cheaper than using something like Zoom or whatever it is. But that's something to look at, and that's what uh, Free Conference Call told me. The other thing is I want to mention something that Ray mentioned about um, some people have difficulty with all the numbers that have to be put in your number and your code and all that kind of stuff. If someone goes in if they're using an iphone or an android they could go into the content or the regular phone they go into the contacts list put in the name that they want and then type in under number type in the 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 number they want two commas then the code two commas and the password if there's a password save it then when it comes time to the meeting all they have to do is say call whatever name they give it and then the phone takes care of dialing all that information for the person and puts them in the other thing thanks doug uh, the other thing too that you can do is you might be able in some phones you know push button phones you might be able to save that as like a speed dial uh, you know yes. put it in your speed dial um you need to know how to put in your commas and your pound signs and all that but if you could do that, that's a, a nice way to uh, go about um, you know, within the phone itself, just to have a way. So if you have a regular meeting, you know, like the your your chapter has a regular meeting or something, and you want to participate, you just uh, hit that speed dial, and it just does it just does it for you. Right, as long yeah, as they do it, as long as the number and the code doesn't change, then it works fine. I'm I use it all the time, and it's great. We have. Um... Uh, phone number area code 510 ending in 442 with the hand raised. Frank Welty from California. Just one quick thing that I might add is that depending on what part of the country you're in and what phone carrier you're in, you might just check with your phone carrier to see what services are available, like such as conference calling or three-way calling or speed dialing or, or, or other other phone services that you might be able to set up for your members that have uh, difficulty using the phone. And that might vary from carrier to carrier and place to place, but it's something to check into. Thanks, Frank. Okay, we have um, Kenneth Simeon, senior. Okay, I wanted to mention that free conference call has a one number service. It's called uh, the words one number. And I purchased that for my chapter because we have our monthly meetings and uh, a number of our members are older and they're just having problems with remembering the, all the Zoom uh, portions of the numbers and all, and they don't have technology. Uh, so uh, this one number, uh, actually they just dial a 10 digit number that's given to them and that's it. No access code, it's all set up. When you purchase one number for $3.95 a month, it, uh, it just works for people to just simply dial those 10 digits. And also, I haven't done this in a while, but I want to try it again. I did this for a group uh, that I was over a few years back where uh, one day I was trying to figure out, I uh, went to sleep the night before knowing there were some people that didn't have long distance and I didn't know how to include them because 
we had uh, we had already we already had enough of people that were using their three way to get people in, and there were still some that didn't have support. So uh, sleeping lightly that night because I was thinking about what am I going to do the next day. I had this idea to forward my calls to the conference call line and allow them to dial my number. And it worked. We found out the next month there was no bill to them by dialing, just simply dialing my number. And, and they were in on that call. And uh, I want to try that again and see, test it out to see if there is uh, any, a member would be uh, charged anything. But in the past, when I did that, it, there was no cost. One more thing. I believe some of our members might be able to use some of the simpler, uh, more simple uh, recording devices like the MicroSpeak uh, for like $59 through, um, my mind just went blank about the name of the uh, company now, Speak To Me Catalog. And that's $59.99. That's a neat little recorder, very good sound. You press to record, you press stop. It's simple to, to use for people that need to, may need to record uh, the the phone number to call if they're going to use Zoom, even dialing on their landline, and record that uh, meeting ID and the passcode, and they can just let it play. Uh, record it slow enough where it'll play, and they can hear it to dial. Uh, that's one alternative for people that may just want uh, an alternative. And then there's a uh, lower-cost device that I noticed that the Braille Superstore had called the Wilson. And I, I've purchased each of these myself just to try them out. And they are simple to use. If you haven't tried those, you might want to consider that. The, the, uh, the Wilson is like $24.95, $24.95. And so that is an alternative just for some people to get started when they cannot afford the higher price Victor Reader's train. And they just need a simple recorder to be able to do some things independently, take phone numbers so they can have it for a later time or uh, other notes that they may want to make. Thank you. Okay, and next we have Danette. A couple other things about the no, the three no-cost conference lines is you can have as many as you want and as many attendees as you want, and you can record it as long as as long as you need to. And you can go back to the host, can go back to those recordings, and the same phone number and access code is the same for for each meeting. The host will have a different more to add, but for the attendees, it, it will be the, the same numbers to add. And something to say about if you're adding somebody on an if if you're on Zoom and you're adding somebody, you have to call somebody on your iPhone to to li listen in. Be sure to not press the hide button because and then hide and then you press mute. Well, they won't be able to hear the Zoom anymore. So be sure not to do that because I've done that and she calls me right back saying she can't hear no more. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Okay, next we have Jeanette Kutash. Um, I wanted to say one thing about the free conference call. Um, you, for groups who choose to not have a host, um, but want people to be able to participate, you can do that as well. Um, the advantage to that is that if for some reason or other, <clears throat> the person who uh, would normally host is not available, your people can still get into the meeting. Um, and I know we did it for a while in my chapter because hosts were not always available. Um, the disadvantage is if you're hoping to record your calls, you can't do that because the 
only the person who actually owns the account would be the person who could record. Um, but it does give you the flexibility if you have a hosting problem on any given day. Okay, next we have uh, Ray Campbell. Thank you. Um, uh, just a couple of other things that I thought about as uh, people have been talking. Um, so one thing on Zoom, um, and people don't use this a whole lot, but it is uh, available, is that if you set up a Zoom account, you do have a personal meeting ID also. So if you want to schedule any meetings, um, as long as you're not scheduling more than one uh, at, a, at any given time, you can use the personal meeting ID. And that's a 10-digit ID. And it's always a 10, it's pretty much always a 10-digit ID, I believe. Um, so that would be a way to make that make that available to, to people so that they could um, um, be able to you know, have the same number and, and, and all of that. Um, and um, the only other precaution, I think somebody mentioned it, but I'm going to mention it again. Be real careful with these free conference services because some carriers won't complete calls to them um, for uh, various reasons. There's uh, been some some issues with that um, as well. So, um, uh, and you know, just be a, be a, be aware of that. Um, what one of the things I've found too is sometimes the sound quality isn't quite as good uh, if I'm if I've used my um, Comcast landline, but then I go on my cell phone. It's um, uh, good too. Oh, and then one more thing I was going to mention about free conference call services. Sometimes. Um, if you have two people in the same household, you, your temptation might be to say, oh, well, we'll just uh, get on each get on, you know, you have landlines and you say, okay, we'll just each get on a phone. Well, sometimes that can really degrade the sound quality, especially if you have somebody that is, has a bit of a hearing issue, that can be a problem. So just kind of be aware of those kinds of things as well. I and mean, again, that's something that um, people have to have to sort of work through and and all of that, but uh, just a couple more points to bring up. And, and that reminds me as well, the on the free conference call, if you do have two people in the same household, it works fine if you're in separate rooms because uh, we've done it on calls. But yes, you do not want to be in the same room because then definitely it is bothersome. Also, if you leave your speakerphone on, it can really cause uh, problems on the uh, line too for um, background noise. So you should not use the speaker function unless you're muted. If you're muted, then it's fine. But when you're unmuted, make sure you shut off the, the speaker phone. The other thing <clears throat> the Jeanette had mentioned, not necessarily needing a host. Um, that is true, you don't need a host. But if you want to uh, transfer the host, you can. All you have to do is email another person the hosting uh, commands. And another person can host the meeting besides the person that is the original owner. So that is, um, you are able to do that. Alan Peterson has his hand up. I know from personal experience that uh, if somebody is using a speakerphone on a conference, free conference line, that's that doesn't uh, doesn't work very well. Uh, sound quality diminishes for everybody. Uh, so, and I had heard something about a free conference call calling going away. Is 
that true or not? I haven't heard it about it going away, but I do know that some carriers don't like to allow them. So as um, I haven't ha seen any problems with local chapters using free conference calls having any issue. It seems to be when you have a national call, occasionally you'll have one or two of the phone systems won't allow you to uh, call in. Okay. And uh, so that can be an issue. Cassandra has her hand up. On the uh, free conference call, what, what they're doing, um, free conference call, what, what the guy is doing, because I, I have a conference line. So what I do is I get an email about once a month and it says that they're going to go away. But if I donate $3 or $4 to help keep it going, um, then, you know, then they can, um, you know, then I can keep using it. Um, so usually what I do is I just go on to the next, whatever my day is. And I notice that other people, you know, they pay or they all of a sudden come up with all this money that somebody has given them to keep the conference call um, going, you know, so that I can still use that for, um, you know, for whatever use that I'm using it for. So what they would like to do is they would like for people to, they call it donate um, two or $3 to help keep this going. Um, and so they will put that out every now and then saying that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have to stop it and then if you wait probably four or five days, they have gotten donations from all these big companies and now they're good. Yes. Sharon has her hand up. Um, I had the opposite experience, oddly enough, with pre-conference call in that when I asked about donating, they said, oh, we really appreciated that during the pandemic, but we don't need it now. <laughs> so I've never gotten the kind of email that Cassandra has. So, but I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if I would. Um, the other thing is I was on a conference call line. I think it was Pennsylvania Council of the Bind. It was a book club. And all of a sudden we got cut off. Um, it was like, boom, your time is up. And I didn't think there were any limitations. So that kind of surprised me. And I wondered if anybody had any thoughts about that. Okay, next we have Danette again, Dixon. Okay, so so what I have seen, I've used no cost conference line many times and what I have found if the if they do have a carrier that it does not cover it will tell you before you connect with the call that you will be charged like two cents per minute and then they usually don't they usually like hang up and don't participate then but then they'll let me know and then I will call no cost conference line and then they will give her a second mm -hmm. another number that she can look I think it's T-Mobile that doesn't accept the no cost conference line, but I can call the no cost conference and they'll give me a second number to give to her. So there is a way to go around it about it. But yeah. And if, and if you do use like a conference line in the same room, there's lots of feedback. If, if you're in the same room, if you're in the other room, it, it help it works a lot better. Meryl Schechter has her hand raised. Hi, everyone. Yes. Um, I, can you hear me? We yes. can. Yes. yes. I am the vice president of the American Council of Blind of Maryland, and we use a system to notify members of things throughout the local chapter and also the state on a system called 
one call now. And um, so I haven't been trained in one call now because unfortunately only the president, treasurer and um, secretary are trained in it. But basically if you go to onecallnow.com, they give you pricing plan. So if any other state wants to look into it, you know, that would be good for you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Doug Hall. Okay, two things. Number one, I was on Free Conference Call's website a little while ago, and they said they do have an upper limit of 1,000 callers on each call. Uh, the second, second of all, the response to this question about being cut off in, in Pennsylvania, normally that is due to the carrier they have having a problem. Um, sometimes I'll hear um, on a call and I'll hear that such and such a person's bandwidth is narrowed or that they're unstable. Frequently what happens is a person, if the person's, the, the carrier they're using for internet is unstable they could be cut off it could be that either the person was cut off or it could be the host got cut off it's all up to the the internet um stability of the caller regardless of whether you're using uh zoom or or whatever yes i've noticed occasionally zoom will do that too <laughs> okay that seems for the moment to be the end of our hands well i appreciate all of you making uh, remarks and giving us some additional information. And I want to uh, let you know that we have a handout that we've prepared with all the items. And I'll add a couple of items that were mentioned tonight that oh, we didn't have on our list. And I'll send that out through the lists. The Cassandra list. has her hand up as well. Go ahead, Cassandra. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say that um, whatever um, method that you use, um, as long as we can reach um, our members who are technology challenged, um, I think we're going to be doing something good. Alan Peterson has his hand up. Yes, I, I just wanted to commend everybody for their participation. Uh, there were some nice suggestions made that weren't on the list, so very much appreciated. Go ahead, Jeanette. So I just wanted to um, say whatever works for each chapter, whatever works for you, find something that works and be consistent with it so that you can involve as many people as you can. I Thanks. agree. That, I think that's the most important thing for all of us to remember is that if we aren't consistently uh, reaching out to as many people as possible, then we're losing out. Well, and I would just also just add uh, is just just to say that um, you know um, there's a lot of you know technology changes really fast, and there are a lot of new and great things out there. But um, you know, I, I think that the, the gist of this call is really important. Let's yep. not forget our members who either can't or don't choose to use some of these uh, these technologies for whatever yeah. reasons because we we want to keep to continue to involve them they're just they're, they're very they're just as important as anyone else and I was certainly vividly reminded of that over the last year uh, with a member with one of our members who um, it, you know 
I mean, you don't really know. They might be people, for example, we have this, this, this particular member I'm thinking of who she has email, but the only way she can do her email is to go down to the library and use a community computer. And so she does everything on the phone. So, you know, just because someone has an email doesn't mean that they can uh, always use that. So we, we need to be thinking about those things as well. But let's, let's do what works for everybody and involve and keep people involved. And sometimes people use readers to read their email too, or to set up their phones to help them too. So I think if we can just encourage everyone to keep involved, and it's yeah. especially been difficult during COVID because a lot of people were just enjoying the coming to meetings. And now with not as many meetings happening, it, it forces people to use things that they aren't as comfortable using. Yep. Kathy Garrison has her hand raised. Yes, my question was, um, well, first of all, everything sounds fantastic. Um, been aware of some and not others, but does anybody have a sense of what is the most popular or how they are able to reach the most people? Those of you that might've tried various options. Actually, it's a combination. Uh, there yeah. isn't any one thing that uh, works for everyone. That's why it's important to use a combination. Well, and I can say here, at least for the state of Illinois, that uh, we have, we found, we found Zoom actually to be pretty workable, even though at least one of our chapters probably has about 40% of their people that are dialing in on phones. Um, I think that, I think personally, that's one of the great things about Zoom is that it can work regardless of how you want to um, use it and um, or how you need to use it, whether it's on a computer or on a smartphone or just on a good old landline. But um, um, I think um, uh, that, you know, that, that's what we found to work, um, that Zoom works pretty well. Um, I think we had been using free, one of the free conference services, but we just found the sound quality was, the sound quality was deteriorating. And I think that's why we backed away from it. But, but no, whatever, again, whatever works for you guys, for all, each of you is, is important. Uh, I have two things. First, um, we have a little less than 10 minutes left till the top okay. of the hour. And Doug Hall has his hand raised. I just I've want to remind people to keep muted if you're not speaking. Thank you. Okay. I have a real quick point to make. I really like Zoom. I've used Zoom and free conference call for various meetings. However, one of the things that our, one of our technology people in our Halifax Council said is that he's concerned about the security of internet access in using Zoom. It's wonderful, but you need to make sure that the internet security you're using, I mean, the internet you're using is secure, not a public access, because if it's public, it's open to hacking. And anyone who uses it is opening their computer to hacking unless it's a, a secure system. So that's one of the things we need to look at. Denise has her hand raised. Denise Bravel. Yes, um, I'm wondering if someone could very quickly explain again um, how to put a phone number 
in into a contact list for the iPhone. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll Is take that. Go ahead. Okay, I'll take that. Um, so, um, so what you do is um, in the iPhone, so you create a contact. So you go okay. into your contacts, you add it, then you give it a name, first name, last name, or just last name, whatever you want. And then where it says add phone, you double tap that, you give it whatever label you want, work, home, mobile, whatever you want. But in okay. the phone number, you type in the, so you type the, so let's say you have a conference <laughs> line with, a, with an ID and a passcode. So you would type right. You do, you put in the, so the first thing you do, you put in the 10 digits for the phone number. Then down in the lower left is shift and you hit shift four two times. That will put in two commas. Then you put the ID in, hit shift, hit your shift and then hit four another two times, put in the password and then probably do shift nine because that'll put a pound sign in there. Oh my so, goodness. So you just do all that, and uh, once that's done, you hit you set you hit done up in your left corner. It puts that contact in your phone, and then all you have to do is double tap on that phone entry, and you're good to go. Artist, this is Jeanette. Go um, ahead. Cassandra has her hand up. Go ahead, Jeanette, and then we'll do Cassandra. Okay, so I just wanted to thank you and the committee for doing this call because it has been quite popular. You've had a 57 people at one time. It's been very popular. Thank you. Okay, um, she doesn't have her hand up anymore, so. Okay, Sandra, did you want to say something? Um, no, ma'am. I was done. I just think, I don't think my hand got lowered, I think. Oh, I, okay, no yeah, problem. Yeah, no, ma'am, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Well, I want to thank everyone for speaking up, those on the committee who did the original speaking, and those of you on the call who added comments and ideas. We really appreciate all of your participation. And I look forward to you participating in October when we'll have our next call. We always have one in August, October, January, and April. And then occasionally we fit in an extra here and there. So we look forward to seeing you next time.